Damon Adnock Region, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Monadnock Region's only locally focused weekly comedy podcast, GOMO Tonight. I'm your host here in the Space Lounge, Chris DiLoretto, here with my lovely co-host, Zoe Roten-Heinzman. And we apologize for being a little bit crooked. We are not on a boat. <laughs> uh, we are not... We are in tipping, space. Tipping in the seas. We are, of course, in the Space Lounge where there is there is no up and down. But the, the camera... We're having gravity problems. The camera can be fixed. Um, yeah, I think that's a little bit better. Um, anyways, we, we have been absent for a little while. It's true. Um, we, you know, we took a, a little break after our last live show, um, mainly just because of busyness and schedules and planning some things for the next few months. But also, I got to tell you, you know, I was a little frustrated after that episode and... I, I've been just a little bit put off by this quest to find a platform that's going to work for our needs here. Mm -hmm. You know, we've tried two different things for a live, a live stream um, broadcast. The first one, Riverside, I thought was decent, but had some problems, enough problems that I wanted to try something else. And then the something else that we tried was way worse. Um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of competition in this space. I need to do more research. I don't know. I'm making excuses. I realize but it pissed me off, and then we took a break. And in the meantime, a million things have happened. We have so much to talk about um, between, you know, the kindness epidemic going around town, <laughs> the candidates. Town meeting season yeah, has begun. We're in full swing. We're in full swing. I'm a candidate, by the way. Full disclosure. Don't want don't to get accused of any conflicts of interest here. I'm running unopposed because everyone's smart. Just kidding. I've only ever lost my contested races in life, so that would be a silly <laughs> com comment to make in, in if I was being serious. But um, so I don't, I don't mean that. But there's... Uh, what else is going on? Fires of several kinds. Karen Hatcher's out here just like <laughs> trying to set the town on fire as if the fucking $2.1 million wasn't bad enough. Um, 2.3 million. Um, sorry. I'm just kidding, Karen. You know, we love you. Um, <laughs> and I, I would never, I would never accuse anybody of anything like that. Um, no, I don't know. Um, we gotta, we gotta pick something to start on, I guess. Wait, let's, let's start with the fires. We can go backwards because that is like the most recent news, right? Yep. There was, there are two fires happened in the past 24 hours. Yeah, just in the past 24 hours, right? Yes. Um, so last. Different phenomenon, I think. We, we don't know. No, I'm pretty sure because, because the, the first one is related to the prior one. <laughs> So the more dramatic incident, well, so I don't know. We, I don't, if it was last night, I would have said that the one happening last night was the most dramatic. But then today, I really think that it was topped because 202 was closed. Like people were talking about it in Keene. Like it yeah. was, you know, it was news because of brush. I mean, I keep wanting to call them wild, wildfires because that's a more dramatic it term. It is dramatic. The, the, the correct term is brush fire, I believe. I heard that, that the uh, power line fell across the street and started a fire. That seems to be something um, like that. But yeah. not far from not far from the Space Lounge itself. Not really. Yeah. I mean the Space Lounge is kind of directly above it in orbit. I mean I wasn't I wasn't like <laughs> worried about it reaching up here in space, but <laughs> um, indeed. 
Um, but closer you know, than most fires. So we're in a state for those of you who don't know of dryness. There's dryness. We are like, we're right around the time when the pollen police come out and tell you not to garden because if people do any sort of agriculture whatsoever too early, every butterfly and bee and hummingbird drops dead. <laughs> they die. And then the wheat crop fails. And then people have famine and war. I don't know what I know. I don't really understand what people think happens, but what happens now that so much brush is burnt because that's like the habitat that we're supposed to be concerned about. Well, God, I mean, see nature, all the, all the dead leaves on the ground. Nature competes on this though. Right. Because the thing is, as we know, right. Good. As we've learned from California um, and, and what we, what we could have learned from the native Americans is that um, you need to have some periodic fires because a ton of underbrush is actually really bad. And uh, it cho it's not healthy for the forest. And, you know, when the inevitable fire does come, everything then catches on fire instead of just like the little healthy fires that happen naturally. Yeah. Right? Um, so I guess perhaps the bees and the butterflies don't like that we don't want large fires i think that they would die in the large fires too but but the butterflies want them to die no the large fires <laughs> i don't know they might i i don't i don't really understand i don't think that they know what's best this is why we don't listen to the butterflies <laughs> and the bees guys um you know um but but see that's stage one but stage two which is is coming because look guys climate has changed a bit and we don't have very wet springs anymore. We'll probably have a wet spring every few years now instead of all the time, right? But, you know, by by town meeting, there's already, you know, like Ivy, I can hear I can hear her voice, you know, just being like, well, need the rain. Lord knows we need the rain. I hope it would rain. You know, there's people all over this town who walk around on sunny days for weeks at a time wishing for rain. Hoping that it will rain, you know, as if they personally have like the wheat crop that's going to fail and the family farm is going to get sold. I mean, that guys, that shit happened a hundred years ago. Okay. There's no one left. It's over. You know, that's not a thing. And we have lots of water and here anyways. Yes. The people, anyone who depends on the Colorado river, you're fucked. Um, the federal government just told you that. Um, but, um, here in New Hampshire, in New England, we're like hundreds of years away from that situation. So anyways, though, that's what people are about to say. But it yes. is too dry in the sense that anything can catch on fire right now. And, and in, in, in fact, beyond the typical complaints that we hear, which we hear them regardless of the humidity level, right? Part of the fire danger right now is that it's like wicked low humidity in the air, not just on the ground, you know? So you know, the, the, what should we call them? Water whalers, the water whalers. Um, they don't so much care about humidity in the air because that doesn't help the, the water table and the groundwater and all of these things that supposedly are in danger. Right. Um, but fires, the fires, people care about fires. And I, I would put myself in that category. Um, 
they do care about humidity in the air. And that's what makes it so that don't be flicking your butts out there and don't be shooting off fireworks. Um, bad at, seriously. And I love fireworks and I have been known to flick a butt here and there in my life. Um, don't do it. Don't do it right now. Shit will catch on fire as we saw today. Uh, but I will say though, I don't know though. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe more interestingly, everyone's, Second favorite abandoned property in town after the IDG building. <laughs> um, the, the busted down house um, across from Alltown Gas Station. Uh, last night had a fire. Um, second fire there in like a couple, couple months. months yeah. um, people hate it. They want it gone. And someone keeps setting it on fire. I mean, I mean we don't know. We don't know. Um, but... No one's in there. You know, no one's smoking in bed in that house. You know what I'm saying? No one's leaving the, the stove on. <laughs> you know, no, no, it's, it's abandoned. Like, no one is in there. Are you, are you accusing someone of arson? <laughs> I like, I just, I like to say that it was Karen Hatcher. I don't know who, I don't, but it could have been anybody. It could have been, I mean, honestly, someone should make a play or a, um, um, a little short film or something about this because <laughs> this, if this were a murder mystery, yeah, right? like I was thinking, like Clue, the like. suspects. There's so many. We, oh my God, we could find so many suspects in town. Um, who, because you know, as with any good murder mystery, the amount of people who wanted that house dead for many different reasons. <laughs> You know, what's hilarious, right, though, about things like this and the IDG building, I just, I want to point this out, this this kind of irony um, that I see out there is that, you know, you guys know, um, I have very strong opinions about all kinds of ridiculous, trivial things that perhaps people shouldn't have such strong opinions about. I don't apologize, but, you know, I, I acknowledge, I'm self-aware, I know that that's a thing, right? Um, and these, and this, these abandoned properties just like do not enter into and i drive past them like daily right um i live like right near both of them and they, i don't even notice i don't even see it i don't and like yeah i get i get it that they're ugly and then we want to pretend i notice the bunker the bunker's fucking ugly even with the bees <laughs> on it sorry um sorry famous mural artist um the, but but the abandoned building, I just I just could not possibly give less of a shit. They affect nothing, um, it, as far as I can see. But anyways, not everyone feels that way, and they mm. set it on fire. Maybe they should paint butterflies on it instead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a good segue because we can go in a couple different directions with this. <laughs> because you know, with the the Peterborough Elementary School PES acts of kindness fundraiser, right? A thoughtful citizen might argue that so in this fundraiser, instead of selling you like bullshit trinkets that are going to break for way too much money for the fundraiser, which they normally do. I know I buy the things. Um, they are like asking for donations. And then the kids who get the donations are like signing up for acts of kindness. So how does this work? Can you like, do you like pick a kid and be like, ha ha, 
I'm sponsoring you. You must be kind now. Or do you does it all go into a pool and then there's like some kindness representative children? Well, so um, I can tell you firsthand because I was about to say that <laughs> I was about to say I know because I would buy the, the chintzy stuff. Right. Um, but I would not contribute to the acts of kindness. But I did. I did. I donated. I donated 20 bucks, uh, you know, to two lovely children for, you know, to whose PTO. It's like a tradition. I just give to their PTO fundraiser every year. They're not my kids. They're different kids. Right. And I was like, well, shit. All right. You know, I I can't withdraw my support. You know what I mean? It's not their fault <laughs> right. that this fundraiser sucks. You know what I mean? Like I, so I, I donated anyway, but yeah, that's all like, that's all like you, you do pick the kid that you donate to, but okay. that's all you pick. You don't get to like demand. I mean, cause that would be an interesting fundraiser. Honestly, <laughs> if you pay the money and you demand a certain, a certain act of kindness, I didn't, I didn't mean that. That would be awesome though. That would be cool. Listen guys, if you want to make this a cool fundraiser, let us force the kids to do shit. Right. But no, no, you know, I mean, how is this different than forcing the kids to do shit, though? Well, because I think they're the ones like saying that they're going to do X, Y and Z. And we have no way to verify it. Mm, You know what I mean? Who knows? All right. Yeah. Who knows what's being claimed out there? You know, Um, but yeah, so that's the fundraiser. And so, you know, one could say, you know, if those kids really wanted to be kind, they would have banded together to paint the butterfly on the house and bring some cheer to people that's or the, the IDG building. That's or the act though, of kindness I will or, donate for. Or, or, but hear me out, maybe one of one young, smart, enterprising kid set the house on fire as an act of kindness, you know, and, and maybe that's a slightly misguided, <laughs> but that they truly believed that it was an act of kindness for the town. You know what? I'm just going to put it out of its misery. I'm going to yeah. put the town out of its misery. They just here. wrote town beautification project yeah. for their, <laughs> yeah, for their act of picked, kindness. Picked up trash. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, helped the elderly. <laughs> I, and I would, I would, I would not, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, make either the police or fire departments think that I'm offering to pay children to do arson. (laughs) I don't want to be accused of that, but that's a fundraiser activity. I can at least in, I can get down with the philosophy behind it anyways, you know, even if it, even if it might be a crime to like offer money for someone else to commit a crime. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh man. Um so that's some of what's going on. Um we have um I don't want to get into that weird flare up in the the bullying the no, no. bully gate. We're not gonna talk about bully gate. I don't want nothing to do with that. Good I luck to think all. It's very I wish everyone it's not I wish everyone well um in that one. Um maybe that should be a recurring joke though that like we bring up Bullygate like <laughs> at, like years down the line and we're just like ah no 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 not going to not going to go there. Not we're still it's still too raw. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> too soon. Uh no, I'm sorry. I shouldn't joke about that. Um it's but too soon. It's can't I can't help it. Um so as as Harlow's 
um, seems in, increasingly oh. to, to near its um, its rumored sale, which again, still hearing conflicting information about you know who who the purchaser might be, what the fate might be. But you know they had um, they had their elite invite only yes what? Uh, dance like last hurrah bash. Wait, was um, that what it was? A last hurrah bash. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, I, that was the point I of it, see. I think. It okay. was like a, that know. makes That makes more sense to me. Well, though. yeah, it was kind of like the Harlow's Rats of Yesteryear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, get it. I get it. You know, we, we were not invited to be We clear. were almost invited. Were we almost invited? We were. Really? Yeah. What? There's a person who was invited, not naming names, who mm. almost invited us, mm. but then decided that we were too busy. Okay. Well, that's fine. I just assumed... Um, and it's still probably true, though, that like my talking shit about Harlow's and telling Dave to sell it um, because he's lost the mandate of heaven for like two years might have earned me like a non-invite. Reasonable, respectable. I don't I don't I don't begrudge that really. Yeah. But I thought um, you'd like to know we were almost. Oh, that, there. that's nice, though. That invited. That's nice. I mean, you know that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's cool. I mean, I'm not, you know, we have friends who were there, but I don't feel like I've ever been like friends with that, like whole. Yeah, it would have felt Harlow's group. Yeah, Yeah, we weren't, we didn't, we didn't belong there. No, we didn't. Um, But, you know, happy that that seems to be moving along. Yeah. I didn't really, I didn't really put that together, but. What, did we talk shit? No, that it was like a last hurrah. Kind of oh, like yeah, old yeah. Harlow's yeah, game yeah, yeah. thing. That's what, yeah, that's why it's like, well, because there was like live music in there, and which, you know, has been withheld from the general public. Right. Right? But, you know, so it was kind of like, all right, you know, we'll, we'll let the light shine in. We'll let the sun shine one more time for the, you know, select group of people or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's fine because... I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens next. Whether yeah. we whether the general public will get music back. I hope so. I do too. All right, I won't I won't talk any more shit. I've said enough. But you know <laughs> the owner of Hilo's did you like cheat the American taxpayer out of a hundred thousand dollars and cheat the donors of Peterborough out of like $30,000. And that's a matter of public record. So I can't be sued for saying it. Um, you can look it up. Um, so fuck him. Um, and you know, here's, here's to, here's to whatever new Harlow's is and talking shit about them. If it sucks. Let's hope they know how to mix a drink. Not to increase my shit talking, but if you want a cocktail, don't go to Harlow's. <laughs> they lost their I mean they most of the time that I've lived in this town, they had no liquor license. They just right. had the beer license be- yeah. and they lost it, like supposedly. That was I mean, so I've been told. Allegedly. Oh. All right, that you know, I I don't I never I never liquor. looked that up, but yeah. <laughs> pretty sure that was the case. Mm-hmm. Um and they, they did, you know, for, for 
quite some time anyways have a decent beer selection yep um but you know if you like a cocktail or whatever we were there one time in the didn't the bartender like ask us what went into one of the drinks a margarita yeah i believe <laughs> and again you know much love to all bartenders but you know i don't know seems standard <laughs> seems, seems like something you should know how to do but like anyway yeah uh you know here you know who knows there's a clearly though as we've referenced in prior shows this town is undergoing a a major singular period of upheaval with businesses changing hands traditions dying new ones being born um and that's interesting and that's and that's probably for the best and and as People depart from their businesses and depart from the things that they've done, good or bad, black-hearted or benevolent. We should wish them well. Yes. And we do. And we do. We'll still talk shit. Um, And if you talk badly about us or the town on your way out, we will accuse you of crimes after you're gone and can't defend yourself. Uh, we'll print it on T-shirts, and we will dare you to do something about it. Um, we have many future plans. So, um, but yeah, it's a, you know it's a, you know it's one of those you know Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times, kind of yeah, times, yeah, and we're in the middle true. of it, and that's yeah. you know that's where we find ourselves going into town meeting. It was a good good town meeting segue. Thank you, thank you. So we're filled with good segues today. Um, town meeting. We town have meeting. Um, two contested races. Yes, the um, planning board mm-hmm. has a seat up that's contested. I am not remembering the candidates' names off the top of my head because I don't think I know either of those um, candidates. No, the, there's three. It's three. Um, Andy oh. Dunbar, who I'm surprised you don't know who that is. I don't. Um, An opinionated gentleman, from what I understand. Um, I guess the name rings a bell, but I but I can't picture him. Uh, he he was a neighbor of mine on Summer Street. Oh. Are any of these the incumbent, or I'm, is this I'm, the? I'm looking. Okay. Uh, he's the only name I remember because he's the only one I think that I know. Um, but we know for the select board. Um, yes, we know for the select board. We've got Tyler Ward. Uh, running to keep his seat, and Andrew Osterman is challenging him. Indeed, Andrew, of you know who is has been on the pod, which we can't say about Tyler. Tyler, um, Ty- Tyler has refused our invitations so far. So far, we haven't invited him during this town meeting season. I want to be clear. I haven't tried to harass him to come on yeah, in a while. It's been a while since. So he deserves there. another shot. But Andrew's been on um, once with a promise to come back, although yep. we haven't. Um, we haven't uh, done that yet, but um, he's a member of the budget committee and the rec committee, correct? Yes, correct. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, has proposed some warrant articles um, on that, that are going to be actually in the um, open session of town meeting, which we'll get to those in a minute. Yep. Um, but um, so he's challenging Tyler. We don't have necessarily details yet about the you know you know i never pronounce 
French or Latin very well, but you know the the raison d'etre, you know, mm-hmm. of I don't I don't know why Andrew's running. I I, I truly I legitimately don't. I, I haven't I haven't found that out yet. Um, but we will we, we will. will get we're we're going to be doing a Peterborough parlay parlay Peterborough parlay three in conjunction with the uh, library Peterborough Town Library be held in the eighteen thirty three room and on May the third. Tres de Mayo. And um, <laughs> you do pronounce Spanish very well. Yes, I do. You did stick with that um, one. <laughs> yes, I, I will. <laughs> I am, yes. I, I'm much better at Spanish than I am at French. Um, so uh, it will be 6.30 to 8 p.m. We will have uh, debates between the select board candidates and the planning board candidates. And we will also be inviting all of the other candidates to participate in a vision session to begin to begin the program in which they'll be able to offer you know short statements expressing their own affirmative visions for what they want to see the town become in like the medium and long term um, and that portion is going to be hosted by the honorable Jonah Jonah Wheeler the representative from Hillsborough 33 um, who's going to uh, you know come in uh, and do some co-hosting duties with us that night um, so that's going to be a big fun. We're going to invite everybody to submit profiles over here, um, and uh, and we'll have some some questions uh, that we'll hopefully be publishing on the website. And and every candidate will have an invitation to come on the program, whether they're in a, a contested race or not. Um, so uh, you can Sounds look forward good. to that. You know, I I don't know if everyone will bite or will have the time or will be able to do it, but we will. Anybody who wants to come on, we will accommodate. And um, we look forward to that. Yeah. So, so uh, hopefully we'll be finding out a lot of things, uh, but we, it's all still unknown. Yeah. Largely. Yeah. We haven't gotten, gotten statements from anyone. Don't, nothing really known yet. Yeah. Where in God's name is this ballot? Um, you should look on our own website. I didn't put it on our website. You didn't? No. Oh. Put it on the Facebook only. Yeah, we don't Oops. update our website. Oops, we haven't. Would have been easy to find if we had. Yeah, I guess that's true, but nobody's looking um, for the candidate list here. I don't think it's on the town website, is it? No. I heard that the list of candidates was not on the town website. We posted it on Facebook. And yes. Yeah. You know, if we only had a producer. Yeah. Sorry, planning board candidates, for not <laughs> we having. Do, we your do names love you, um, in our minds, and we're not trying. We to love be, you. We just don't know you yet, but we will. We hope to get to know you too well in the, in the days to come. <laughs> we'll never forget your names. We, we will never forget your names. <laughs> All right, the planning board candidates are Andrew Dunbar. Un, excuse me, Andrew Dunbar, Gary Gorski. And oh, Lisa Stone. We know Lisa. Oh, we know Lisa Stone. Sorry, yeah, Lisa. Sorry, Lisa. My bad. Lisa um, must be an incumbent. She's not. She not. Was, no, she was um, defeated in the last election. Oh, she. So just, she's, I feel like she, she was. Just, no, she was on it. No, but she got she got defeated. I see. Oh, I and see. And so she's coming back. Coming back. Uh, All right. She's coming back. Maybe. Um, Shooting for a comeback. Trying for a comeback. Yes. Um, and I, I'm and I do apologize, Gary. I'm sure you're a lovely fellow. Don't know who you are. Um, so I don't know the positions of any of these candidates, um, or anything about it. So really looking forward to find that out. Yeah. Um, 
you know, um, so I did, I got, uh, we, we did, we kind of talked about this, I think maybe in our first live program, um, when Jonah came on, uh, that I, I might get roped into being a zoning board candidate. Um, that, that happens, you know, I was, I was talked into it by many people. Um, and you know, I mean, I, 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 uh, am two years into a three year alternate commitment. So I was staying on at any time, you know, every important or controversial case that has come before that board as an alternate, I have had to become a voting member on because someone always recuses themselves. So it, it you know, it never felt very alternate. Like the pressure was always on and you know what? It's boring. It's hey God, it's boring as shit, but it is necessary work. And now for better or worse, I know how to do it. And that's why people ask me to, to try to, go for the full seat. The the two incumbents who would have been up for re-election, um, Peter LaRoche and um, and Peggy Liedberg, did not want to run again, which God bless them. I don't blame them. They've been on it for a while and um, they their service was um, great to the town, much appreciated. I enjoyed, it was a pleasure and an honor to be on the board with them, um, but they don't want to do it no more. And I again, I don't blame them. So... <clears throat> I said, yeah, but yeah, so that means there's two seats up and uh, I'm, I'm running against a gentleman, not against, I'm basically running with a gentleman named, by the name of Daniel Latini, who I, whom I also don't know, but Daniel, we will, barring a massively successful insurgent write-in campaign, Daniel and I will both be serving on the board together um, come June. Um, so Daniel, look forward to meeting you and serving with you. Um, to the rest of you, you have no choice um, but to take me. I mean, frankly, if it was contested, my my campaign approach was basically going to be, look, you can vote for me for this if you want. And if you don't want to vote for me for this, I will still be an alternate and I will still vote on every important case because someone will recuse themselves. So, yay, democracy. You're fucking stuck with me. Um, so That's you might have got like a little rhyme to it. Yay, democracy! You're fucking stuck with me. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That good rhythm. That would have been, that would have been what I printed on the campaign sign. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Loretto, yay, democracy! You're fucking stuck with me. Uh, but in reality, yeah, I mean, sorry guys, but at least for the next year, you would have been stuck with me on the zoning board, and now you're totally stuck with me for three years. So good luck. Um, actually, no, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm a very good zoning board member, if I may say so myself, and uh, I do it as a service to the town. I have basically no agenda. Again, I, I find it very dry and boring work. It's not exciting to me. I don't have strong feelings about it at all in most cases. Um, you know, just, I guess, as a little primer, we've got time. Uh, for those of you who, who don't know, the purpose of the board, the Zoning Board of Adjustment, at least in the state of New Hampshire, is the state has said, and, and as we talk about fairly often, the state dictates every 100% of everything to the towns. Um, towns in the live free or die state are basically not free to do anything and are not aut autonomous in any way, essentially. But uh, one thing that towns are allowed to do on their own is to decide whether they want to regulate zoning. In other words, whether the town, and towns do not have to do this. There's a couple dozen towns in New Hampshire that don't. But if the town decides as a town, that we are going to say that in certain parts of the town, you must build X way, and in other parts of town, you must build Y way, et cetera. If you're going to have a zoning code, right, which is our right to choose, 
Um, but the state says that if the town wishes to restrict its citizens with a zoning code, there must be a means for relief from that code. And that is why a zoning board of adjustment is mandatory by state law um, for this. So in other words, what we're saying is the, the zoning code exists and it exists by the will of the people. Everything that's in the code was voted on by the public. It's not decided by the select board. It's not decided by the town administrator um, or, you know, to the Linda doesn't decide, town clerk doesn't make these things up. You know, this is the people, right? So when the people democratically vote and decide on these regulations, right? We recognize as a matter of law that that might still sometimes, even though we're doing it for the right reasons, right? We are passing these laws because they're important to the character of the town. They're important to what we want the town to be. They're important to, in our view, our property values, and, and, and maybe not just monetarily, right? In fact, pretty much definitely not monetarily because I don't want to get into it, but the idea that random things can make your property value instantly go up and down is not real. But anyways, um, <clears throat> we, we, when, we, when I say property value, I mean like the value of the place that you live to you, right? Um, you moved here for a reason and you want it to stay that way in, in certain ways. Again, reasonable impulse is all, right? However, we recognize as a matter of law that that might yet put an unfair burden on other people who also own property and also want to do things that they want with that property. And so the board is there to ensure that, you know, while we will follow the zoning ordinances, and, um, and, and certainly in spirit always, right? When someone comes before the board and says, hey, I want to do this thing that's a little bit out of code, but here's why it's reasonable. Here's why it doesn't screw with anybody. Here's why, you know, even if it screws with, even if somebody doesn't like it, the greater good outweighs that person who's unhappy about it. And, you know, here's why it's reasonable for me to want this and it's unreasonable for you to deny it to me. That's literally what we do on that board, and that's what it's for. And again, I think it's really boring. I don't, I'm not interested in this shit at all. Um, but now I know how to do it, and I, I, I think it's important. I think it should exist. I think that, I think that that's, I mean, I 100% believe that. I believe in people's democratic right to regulate these things within reason, but also I do believe that within reason people should be allowed to do kind of what they want with their property. And those two things will always be intention, the, the, the collective and the individual. And the zoning board sits at the heart of those two things and mediates between them and grants relief when it's appropriate and denies it when it's not in the interest of the public. Um, so that's what, I, that's what I'm going to do, whether you like it or not. Um, but honestly, you just heard me rattle all that off. Who else would you want to, to do this for? Do you want to do it? No, you don't. It's boring. Um, but you want it to happen, right? And so I'm volunteering as a service to do this. I get nothing out of it, um, but it's good to do, and I'm happy to do it. So that's what's up there. We might as well um, list off some of the other candidates here, right? <clears throat> uh, running unopposed for treasurer, uh, excuse me, trustee of the trust funds, uh, three-year term is John E. John A. Neeskins. Don't know John. 
budget committee for three years. There's three candidates on this ballot, and there's three positions open, so also uncontested. Mary Clark, who sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. Maybe a relation to Rich Clark? Oh, perhaps, perhaps. Um, Carl Mabzino, who we know. We like Carl. Um, Carl, is uh, he's with the Monadnock Writers Group. Um, he's come to our open mic a few times. Um, really interesting guy. Um, current budget committee member. Cur current budget committee member, right? Yep, nice guy, good budget committee member. Um, we don't, you know, doesn't matter if I endorse him or say he's good or not because he's, like me, he's going back. Um, so... <laughs> Um, so Carl's coming on. And uh, Richard Ray Nels, who I also don't know. Um, but congratulations to Mary, Richard, and Carl for your impending, your presumptive re-election. <laughs> your impending victory. <laughs> your impending victory. Uh, <clears throat> my, my current and soon-to-be former colleague on the planning board, I will actually be taking his seat, um, listed here as C. Peter LaRoche. Uh, is running unopposed for cemetery trustee for three oh, years. A little switcheroo there. A little switcheroo, yep. Um, so good for Peter. Um, library trustee for three years. We've got um, Peggy Van Valkenburg and Christine Mann. I don't know Christine, but I know Peggy is already a trustee so. on there. Um, and then recreation committee, um, Kate Kuhn coming back. Um, we got two seats for three years and two candidates, so... We all know Kate. Um, we love Kate. Maybe we don't love the idea to rehabilitate the community center, but um, she does a great job. Um, and uh, but uh, Devin Tomasulo joining the ranks. Um, and we, you know we don't know Devin, but congratulations, Devin. Welcome, welcome, board. All of you. You know, so we didn't mention this at the beginning, but we are recording this on on Thursday the twelfth. We're gonna put it out on. Um, excuse me, Wednesday the 12th, right? Sorry. We're going to put it out because I was about to say Friday the 13th, and I'm like, it's not Friday. I would have remembered if that's what was happening this week. No. Um, it'll come out on Thursday the 13th. Excuse me. Uh, maybe at night, but we're going to put it out right away, and that means we're going to cut Chad out. But it's not – no offense mm. to Chad. We love Chad. There's no, there's no beef here. Chad's very busy with Down by 10. They got gigs – two, three, four months uh, at this point. And he's got like four other side projects as well. And he's turning 40. He's busy like growing into 40-ness. Um, so uh, he's got a lot going on. But that's he hasn't even told us not to send him anything. We've just been fucking around with these stupid platforms. And the one that we're using right now, Iris, it, the way that it messes with the audio, there's nothing for him to – there's almost nothing for him to really do other than add the songs and like – that's I don't want to make him do just that. I mean, I can do that, you know, but we're not done because I'm not sticking with this platform because I hate it. But anyways, um, we wouldn't be able to turn it around in a day anyways. So we're going to get this right out. So probably by the time this episode comes out, this still will be the first many of the candidates are hearing about the parlay and our mm -hmm. offers and all this stuff. We're in the process. It takes time for us to grab everybody's contact info and find you and reach out to you. We got a lot of irons in the fire. You know how it is. But expect to hear from us, candidates, even those of you who are running on a post. We want you at the parlay. I know most of you will say no, and that's fine. You won't get any shit for it. Um, you would if it was contested, and that's true. For any contested race candidates, it would not look well. Wouldn't be a good campaign image for you to skip 
a debate with your opponents, in my opinion. But um, totally fair if you're not in a real race. But we want to hear from you, though. We don't want to just skip over you because you're unopposed and say that you don't matter. We still care very deeply about what, why you're doing this, you know, what you want. What, what's your vision? What's your agenda? What's your philosophy for civic engagement? You know, what the hell? Like, what, what do you, what do you want? What are you going to do? You know, what can you do? That kind of thing. So please, again, you'll hear, you don't have to do anything. I don't know. Please, I'm asking, please respond to our inevitable request that's coming your way. And impending request. Impending request before your impending victory over no opponent. Um, yeah, I'm happy to hear, you know, so let this be, you know, let, let me personally be a lesson, though, for, you know, ambitious young kids and anybody else out there, right? That if you want public office and you just keep running, eventually you'll get in. Yeah, I'm an example of that, too. That's true. I lost my race and then ran again the next year. It turned out unopposed. Yeah, just, to- just keep doing it putting your hat in there they don't they can't stop it on the local level where no one wants to do this stuff like they just if you just sign up enough times they can't stop you no matter how many enemies and you, you have. will have an impending victory <laughs> of your own and then you too can sit there for two hours looking at property maps and talking with lawyers at nine o'clock on a monday night I, your little speech about it was somewhat inspiring i know it is I, know. I called it boring and then i made it sound really awesome it's really <laughs> important it truly is i meant all of that it is really important in in practice in the moment though when you're there you know a lot of times you're like hey you know i called in a sandwich to ponchos earlier and they close <laughs> at eight o'clock <laughs> And I won't be able to get my sandwich if you don't end this goddamn meeting. Um, you know, I will say, I you know, um, I think I think every once in a while, Sharon Sharon might tune into the program. Um, Sharon is the is a planning board chair. I mean, excuse me, zoning board chair. Um, and and I and I love Sharon actually. Sharon's a great chair. But when I first started, Sharon had this rule where like we weren't ever going to go past like I don't remember if it was eight or eight thirty, but she was like ninety minutes or two hours. And we're out. Like we're we're gonna cut it off. We're gonna finish next week. And I let me tell you, good rule. That's a good rule. But we haven't been. I don't know what happened to that rule, Sharon. Um, <laughs> but bring it back next year. Um, new term, mm-hmm. new rules. Let's say we go for we go for an hour and a half. That's it. Um, now some of that is our fault. I will say, and no offense, but I feel especially now now as a a coming on full member. Um, My colleagues ask way too many questions about way too many irrelevant things. What is relevant to our decision is honestly pretty simple. Most of these cases, I don't mean to be a jerk. Most of these cases, you can tell the answer from the application. Um, All of them, you can kind of tell the right answer from the application in like 15 minutes or so of of whatever presentation they're going to do. You know, and, you know, it's not that we don't listen to abutters, but like every abutter doesn't want anything next to them. So like it doesn't mean that much, you know, and just that's, you know, abutters, you should know that, right? Um, You have a right to be heard and everything, but like the fact that you don't want something next to you because it's next to you 
um, isn't a argument that that I consider personally. Um, no one wants it. You know, that's true. That's not um, if it's not egregious. I mean, granted, there's certain things you don't want. You know, like say. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're say like hypothetical um, recreation clubs that might deposit debris and heavy metals and um, shrapnel generally on your property as they try to seize it from you. Hey, that, that's a different story. You know, there's, there's, you know, not referring to a real case here or anything that might be on appeal. I don't know. Um, but there's, there's cases where it's true. But a lot of times, you know, a butters come in and they're just like, well, I don't like it because I think nothing should change. Right. And as a property owner, you don't have that right, unfortunately. Um, you have the right to not be, like, infringed upon by something else that's unreasonable. But, you know... Shit happens, man. You know, like that's, that's just how it be. Um, and I've also been in many hearings where abutters come and they're very upset and they actually get the opportunity to go back and forth a little bit with the, um, the, the applicant's lawyer um, or, or the applicant themselves. And I've seen once or twice where the abutters are kind of like, well, all right, maybe you guys aren't so bad. There is something for that, like face to face, like, hey, we don't hate you, abutter. Like, but this is what we're trying to do. And like, we're not going to mess with you in any way that we don't have to. And they're like, oh, you know, okay, well, maybe you answered some of my questions. So I'm not saying that abutters are bad and should stay home. Um, it sometimes is helpful to come in. But just know that hearing that you don't like something doesn't, it's not particularly persuasive. But, you know, th there's facts, you know, special, ex so there's two things that I, I didn't intend for this to be a full on primer, but there's two <laughs> things that people apply for to come before the ZBA. There's special exceptions and there's variances. And I'm not going to go into everything about what means what, but when something's a special exception, it's extremely cut and dry. It's a checklist. There's five things. If they meet the five things, we have to give it to them. If they meet four of them, if they meet anything less than five of them, we have to deny it. There's no discretion whatsoever on a special exception. Variances, however, there's about like, I think there might be six, but there's at least five criteria on that as well. But each of those criteria themselves, each one of them involves a lot more judgment and involves a lot more discretion um, where we do have to decide in our hearts whether or not we think something is reasonable and whether or not we think something is judicious. Um, but again, I don't know, maybe not everybody, but I can tell that very quickly. Mm -hmm. I can answer most of these questions very, very, very quickly. And a lot of the questions that my colleagues ask are actually planning board questions. And they know that they just want to ask them anyway. And that drives me crazy because I want to go get my sandwich at Pancho's. And if this is boring, let me out of here, you know, but, um, and a lot of times we end up having to say that it's like, all right, man, you're asking a line of question that questioning that doesn't matter. Sometimes the lawyer will say that, you know, and, and I'll be sitting upstage being like, mm -hmm, yeah, I know, you know, I'm not fucking saying anything, you know, um, I don't care about what I don't care about, you know, like I, 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 I want to know enough information to determine the, the, the facts of the case enough to vote on it. And that's it. I don't care about anything else. I don't because it's boring. Um, and that's why I'm a good 
candidate for this role. Yeah, you have my vote. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, hopefully many of you out there will vote for me because you have no choice. Um, <laughs> we got to talk about these Warren articles, though, before we mm -hmm. run out of time. That's the last thing on the list. All I right. Think, great. Right? Yeah. Um, so our, our buddy, Andrew, is posited three of the most ridiculous Warren articles ever to pass the thing. No offense. And again, um, you know, some have suggested that part of the point of these Warren articles is to spark conversation. And as someone who has here and there in the past been accused of being a troll, which is what, if not trying to start a conversation with perhaps slightly ridiculous provocations, right? I support that. I do. I support that. I don't, I'm not mad that the questions are there. Yeah. Um, but God Almighty, if any of you vote for any of these, shame on you. Um, so, <laughs> question one: banning. I mean, I, I might get these out of order. I'm sorry, but but the <laughs> I think this is the first one. It's to ban any town meetings or business conducted between what is it like six and eight p.m. on on weeknights? I didn't know I, that specific. Yeah, it's that specific. I, I, yeah. Just, yeah, it's like, I think of it as like the no weeknight meetings. That's what it is, that's what it's for is to say no weeknight meetings. Um he favors weekday weekend meetings. Weekend. And he is claiming very erroneously, Andrew. I just want to tell you way off base on this one, but he's claiming like the mantle of parenthood and that this is something that parents want and that parents do not want to have meetings at, on weeknights. Um, first of all, Andrew, most of us love having a break from the children on a weeknight or a weekend night or a weekend morning. But um, the, um, you know, the last thing that I want to do, though, is be doing this boring meeting shit on a Saturday. I will resign. I'm not even, I'm completely serious. This is the one opportunity. Actually, yes. People of Peterborough, if you truly do not want me to be on the zoning board, <laughs> vote yes for Andrew's initiative because I will resign. I will not serve. I'm not giving my Saturdays for that. It's a very important um, thing that yeah. needs to function yeah. that needs to be fulfilled. But that is a bridge too far. And that is a level of service that I am simply not willing to give. So won't do it. Um, I intend to say that publicly in the open meeting when this is debated, um, to make that point. Um, terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. As I said to Kate, uh, chair of the rec committee, uh, last month, the, I, I had the meeting, I had it written down, but like the, the night of the meeting came around and I was like, I know, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but maybe not. I'm just going to sit down here and like, maybe I'll read a book or something feeling all comfortable. She texted me like, are you coming? Crap. Okay. Got up, went to the meeting. It was only about five minutes late. If it was a Saturday morning and she, and the same scenario had happened, I would not have gotten up and gone. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have been in the state to get it's up probably, and go. It's probably you know? like, going to voicemail, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, seriously. Lounging um, around on a Saturday morning is different than like sitting down after a long day and being like, oh, well, one more thing to do. You know, it's not yeah. it's not the same, not the same no, ask. No, it's not. And like, I, I guess I want to be explicit about we need to be clear about why meetings are 
weeknights from like six to eight. And it's a very simple explanation, but it's because that is the time that accommodates the most people by far, actually by far the most people. Um, he, uh, again, not everyone. Okay. Um, but, but that time doesn't exist. We, we do. Um, the, that time doesn't exist. Um, we do have business hours in this society. Like for real, that's real. I know that not everyone works business hours, but that's a thing, right? And so we don't schedule these meetings during business hours because the volunteers that we are asking to serve on these boards are largely employed. And because a majority of employed people are employed during business hours, a majority of the people who volunteer to do these things are therefore working during business hours. So we need them. We need them there. Weekends, people do fun things and they will bail. They don't want to, they don't want to do it. Right. And, um, also if you're someone who's tied up on a weeknight, whether it's because of work or parenting, there's a really good chance that you're tied up working or parenting on a Saturday morning as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily understand the, the childcare argument. No, I truly don't. And, and, you know, so yes, are there people who I guess could be like de facto excluded, you know, from the thing? Well, yeah. I mean, if you, if you work at night, yeah, you can't do it. Um, if you are a parent who has no childcare options whatsoever and, and you have young children, et cetera, you can't do it. Um, if you, I don't know, have a fear of driving at night. You can't do it. Um, you know, that's true. Um, that doesn't mean it's not accessible. Um, we, we have uh, in a lot of corners, yeah, most of them visible from Peterborough, um, <laughs> got, got, gone very far into this notion of accessibility, which means that 100% of people must be included in every activity or it shouldn't happen. And that's nonsense. That's crazy. That can't happen. I'm sorry. Someone will be excluded from everything. Um, that's life. That's the world. I didn't, we didn't make it this way and we can't unmake it that way. Um, you know, as I used to say to my, um, comrades in, um, when I was a socialist organizer, you know, like, I mean, after the revolution, like ugly people are still going to be ugly people. You know, it doesn't fix that problem you know like people who can't make friends are still going to be unable to make friends like we can't you know social policy cannot fix every variance in human life you know and we what, what what we strive to do whether it has to do with disabilities or scheduling or anything else is to be reasonable and make a reasonable effort to accommodate the most people but reasonable effort does not mean we succeed it does not mean we get everybody. It does not mean everybody's happy. It does not mean that everyone can do everything, you know? Um, you know, like, I'm sorry to people who, you know, to, to use a, I don't mean to be mean, but, you know, to use a particularly pointed example and, you know, sorry to people who bizarrely post picture captions of their Instagram posts, but like blind people can't use Instagram. They can't. Even if you put captions in your pictures, they can't use it because in order to, to use Instagram, you have to be able to see the pictures. That's what it is. 
you know? And that extends to all of life, including when we try to schedule public things. You know, we'll do the best that we can for everybody. But at the end of the day, democracy is not consensus. You know, it's not unanimity. And thank God, thank God, because unanimity and consensus are awful, okay? Um, there's few things that are more authoritarian and unfree and unpleasant and rigid and prison-like than unanimity and consensus. Oh, my God. Um, so that's why they're at fucking 630 at night. And I'm sorry. And, and Andrew, you know, you're not even excluded for life. Like you don't eat, like your children are not a lifelong disability, like blindness, you know, which granted blindness will not prohibit you from going to these meetings, fortunately. Right. But, um, they will grow up and you will be free at night. And part of being a parent in many ways is that for a certain number of years, and you know, I, I feel like for most people, they end, at some point, you know, I feel like they usually end when your youngest kid is like seven or eight, right? But there's a period of time where you're restricted. Your movement is restricted. There's things you can't do. There's places you aren't welcome. There, there's, there's activities that are just not available to you um, or are difficult for you to do. And that blows. Let me tell you, I'm a parent. I know. I don't like that. That, that bothered me. I'm out of that now, but I didn't like it. But that's it's what it is, Joe Pesci said, and it passes. Like you can serve, you if you have that deep desire to serve your community, wait. Or get a babysitter for two hours or a month. Or get a babysitter for two hours. A month. A month. Like A month. It's not onerous yep. if you really want to serve. Yep. And I really don't believe that there's very many people in this entire town who couldn't afford to do that. But you know what? If you fall into that camp, I bet you you can find someone who will like pay for that sitter for you. I or bet watch your kid for free. I bet you could well, find you know? dozens of people who would just give you money for this. True too. Out of empathy for your plight. Um, you just got to want it badly enough. You know, and if you don't, you wait. And... And it's not that long to wait. You know, and, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Not to be a complete dickhead, but, like, parents of young children are not those of the most sound mind, to be frank. Neither are people over the age of 65, to be frank. So, and that's a majority of our boards, you know, so, you know. And, and the topic of the next Warren article on the list Topic of the next Warren article on the list is that if, if the town appoints anyone to any position, they have to be under the age of 65. Is that mm -hmm. what it is? Um, which, again, um, you know, and I was just making jokes about people over 65, and I think it's fine to make jokes about them. It is illegal to restrict <laughs> them from boards. <laughs> just like it would be illegal to restrict parents of young children from boards. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, you can't do that. Uh, <laughs> that would be the opposite of accessibility. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be, <laughs> that would be saying but, no blind people are allowed. <laughs> but this is, it is being presented as like more accessibility for young people. Yes, it's not. Um, it's not. Um, 
we can we can call the sky green if we want to, but um, it's not. Um, that's uh, self-evident that that is not that claim is not true. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, ridiculous. Uh, I think it like look unnecessary too. Like I, I am a young person. I'm a young person who serves, right? And that's great. Um, but number one. You know, there's there's exceptions to every rule. I, I appreciate seeing very young people run. Jonah Wheeler is a national treasure. I, you know, but he's also like no 19 or 20-year-old that I've ever seen. So he's a serious outlier. For the most part, I don't want... I don't want anybody under 30 serving in these positions. Honestly, I would, I wouldn't have wanted myself under 30 in these positions. People under 30 are stupid. I'm sorry. Most of them, there's exceptions. I wasn't that stupid under 30, but stupid enough that I didn't belong on a board. You know, Jonah's not stupid, but almost everybody's too stupid to serve on a board. I'm sorry. I, I, I lived it. I was there. It's true. You, you don't, you don't know. You don't fucking know what you don't know either. You know, That's um, you don't, you don't know the score. You don't know the goddamn score. Some people do. And if you do, go for it. I'm not encouraging you to, I'm not saying that you shouldn't run, but, and again, Andrew's not saying that they must be under 30 either, but I'm saying, yeah. but, but, but I can't ban under thirties either. And some, but sometimes they do, you know I mean? We, you gotta be, I think 30 for the U S Senate, 35 for the presidency. You know, and I like those restrictions. I think that that's legit. But at the same time, my pure democracy side is like, well, what if the people want someone who's 30 to be president? They should be allowed to elect mm -hmm. someone. And that's I mean, my overarching opinion, yeah. honestly. The, this Warren article is just about town appointed. Yes, it's not about positions. elected. It's not, it's about, not elected. about elected positions. It's about appointed things. But but that makes it like extra illegal, right? <laughs> you can't, see, you can't the town. That would be like literally the town of Peterborough committing age discrimination, which is prohibited by federal law. I'm sure there's a New Hampshire statute against it. Like laws and laws and laws up the wazoo. You know, these are these are. You know, talk about stealing two point three million dollars. I mean, like these are lawsuit laws. You know what I mean? Like people, like just ah, my God, you want us to like lose another couple million dollars past this Warren article, right? Um, and and then let let someone enforce it because that's what would have to happen. We'd have to right. we'd have to send someone. We'd have to have an example, and then that person would sue. But I mean, great case, God, that they would have. You know, um, that would be a bad scene for the town. Can't do that. But again, I, I don't. I don't want to ban the old people. I would like it if they would sort of start voluntarily stepping back. But here's the thing about time and about mortality is that like the, the, the natural stepping back is impending, mm. you know, because of how time works and mm -hmm. life and lifespans and shit. Um, and, this is the same thing that will solve the housing crisis. <laughs> I'm sorry to say um, the natural cycle of things because there aren't as many people being born as are going to definitely die in the next 20 years. And again, that's grim and a lot of people don't want to say those things, but it's hundred percent true. And eventually, you know, 
people in their 80s and 90s, even who are still alive, usually have a real difficult time doing things like zoning boards. Some do, and, and they can be very good at it sometimes, but not that often. Eventually, people have to step back, and the people like myself and Zoe and Andrew and many others involved, um, for better or for worse, are all going to be millennials. Why? Because we are now coming into our delayed adulthood. Our adulthood is delayed, by the way, by these people who are not retiring and not leaving their homes and not shuffling off. This is 100% of the reason why. They're big and they won't go away. Um, and we are just as big. And now it's our turn. And we've got like 40 years to screw everyone else and not go away. You think I'm kidding, but it's not a choice. It's what we're going to do. Um, that's the number one reason Gen Z is screwed, because we're not going to give them anything. They're not going to have jobs. They're not going to have houses, positions, all this stuff. Bummer for them. Good for us, though, Andrew. Good for us. We're going to take over very, very naturally um, in the years to come. And it's, you know, and that's, it's the same reason going above. It's the same reason it's not Gen X. There's not enough of them. There's not enough of them, and they just, God, they just don't care about anything. Um, so. Um, third, third one article, though. Oh, yeah, I forgot there's another um, one. Maybe, maybe Andrew is trying to solve this problem because he would like to give the old people something new to do besides <laughs> serve on, on, on town boards, and that is walk through the woods to Shaw's. <laughs> maybe if they're doing that. Because the the third one article is about getting the town to fund create you know a a path from Andrew's house from <laughs> to Shaw's <laughs> basically, which is a little weird because Shaw's is like less than half a mile away and like it's not like a a bad walk. <laughs> There's a sidewalk for part of it. Um, no, and it's in like an aggressively police patrolled area. Oh my god! Where the speed God, limit no is joke. like thirty miles an hour. People coming into town have to go over like the most intimidating rumble strips. Slow the fuck down in this town, or we're gonna pull you over. That has ever been carved into pavement in America, <laughs> right? Before they get to you to hit you, you know. Um, and they'd have to go around. Yeah, the rumble course. strips into the rotary, and and then. Yeah find you and hit you. You know, like they'd have to, they would, it would be a hit. It would be a targeted hit. It's the only way you're getting hit by someone coming down the hill. Yeah. So if you want to walk to Shaw's, Andrew, go for it. Go on the street. You'll be okay. Go on. You can do it. You can. You can I've do done it. it. I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> it's not like I-93. You know what I'm saying? Like it's freaking, <laughs> it's, it's like the slowest part of 101, you know, for five miles in each direction. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like a quarter mile little strip there. But, you know, there's many. So it goes through like wetlands. So the town would, it would cost like $300,000, by the way, for this fucking thing, right? And, you know, it'd be like a, a wooden raised pathway through like this like mosquito infested, tick infested marsh, right? It's um, off of Evan, like it's part it, off of or like connected to Evans Flats yep. Trail in theory, right? Yep. Which is a trail that I have only done once and it was in the middle of winter because I've heard that that is like a tick, what, what, it, like a just a That's super yeah, tick infested in the marsh. <laughs> super tick infested marsh is as rumor has it. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> like, you know, I think it was, um, 
Nicole um, McStay, a town administrator, pointed out either for the newspaper, I think it was, or it was in, it was in a select board meeting where this was raised or something. I don't know, somewhere. But she was like, also like, like, like Shaw's and their parking lot <laughs> doesn't have like a spot for like this path to go in and like they're not part of this plan and like they don't. You know, you, we can't just like shove an exit of this path, like like people are coming out of a water slide, just like floop into the shot into a shot into a parking space. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, like like what the hell? Like that would be like how do you? Like, you know what I mean? like, like we'd have to put a sign up that's like the town of Peter Road bears no responsibility for whatever the fuck happens to you past this sign. You know. Like, <laughs> like like the shopping cart sign. Shaw's frankly reverb. does not want you doing this, but so do it at your own risk. You know, like oh man. Um, so good conversation starters. Yes. We can have ma we can have many many good conversations about around the campfire for years to come about these ballot questions, but. God almighty, no, none of you better be thinking about voting for any of these. Um, again, the only acceptable motivation is if you want to stop me from being on the zoning board, then vote vote for the Saturday meetings. Um, but <laughs> other than that, you, like, there's no other acceptable rational reason to support these things. No. We should agreed. title this episode, Should Blind People Be Allowed to <laughs> Serve in Public Positions? <laughs> Yes. I'm just kidding. For I'm, the record. I had, some of my best friends are blind. Um, uh, Do they like Instagram? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Hashtag Peter Bro NH is their favorite feed on Instagram. Um, if only they knew what a color was. Um, but anyways... Um, lots of exciting stuff to come, everybody. This is really great. We're happy to be back. Uh, we missed you all, but you know, I'm glad we sort of we're we're gone to it, for enough time to gather all of these lovely. Because yes. you know, as you know, it's been a slow winter and slow no mo. Everyone, like we're back. We're 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 in the shit now. Um, and slow no mo on go mo. Yes, that's slow no mo go mo tonight. Um. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> um, also, you know, no promises, but um, one thing we didn't cover in this meeting because, I mean, in this meeting, in this <laughs> I'm about to talk about a meeting. I also spend most of my day every day in meetings, you know, so yeah, it makes, and I say, and I say sentences like that. Like, you know, one thing we didn't cover in this meeting, um, no promises, we didn't cover in this episode is the deliberative session of the town meeting, which did happen already. Last year, we had some pretty good coverage of that. I'm sorry, we had it, we didn't forget, we had an issue. We, we came up, we couldn't do it. We couldn't be there, we couldn't cover it, and I haven't watched it yet. Um, but one thing that I'm thinking about doing, since I, I sort of kind of, you know, from screwing with all of these platforms and like everything that we've done and some other projects that we have on the side that we've been working on, um, I might rip the video from that session and we might do some highlight commentary. Ooh, we might, fun. we might put the clips in the episode and, and talk about them a little bit. Um, if we have time, that's the time. And that is a time intensive process. Um, but if we can pull it off, we will. I think that that would be fun. Um, 
we'll definitely do it for the open session. Um, but yeah, so we didn't talk about that because we don't know shit about it. Um, we know that nothing very exciting happened at it. That's that much That's we've been that much we've been assured of by multiple parties. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Last year, if you remember, was the very exciting deliberative session where we talked for I want to say an hour and a half about the the most important thirteen thousand yes. dollars in history or whatever it was. Um, excuse me. Um, yeah, that was that was the thing we everyone like they presented the budget like all, you know all these all these things went through no one had any questions no, like nothing smooth sailing and we get to this fucking thirteen thousand dollars for the economic development authority and we spent an hour and a half talking about that that was terrible um I thought it was fun thought it was a fun experience it was fun to talk about we weren't having a good time during that hour and a half i mean we were my, me really, my memory of it yeah it's fun it's a i have a fond memory of it but it was it truly it wasn't fun at the time for that hour and a half i had fun I for the you. first hour yeah but we were like gene sit down like you know like we want to get out like i think you know i I think Bill Kennedy was like, Gene, sit down. Like, we want to get out of here. Like, I mean, it was, you know, like um, all of us were, you know, but it wasn't just Gene, but like it, the worst of it was Gene. Um, and, um, you know, that that didn't happen again. I don't I don't think anything like that occurred. Um, we, we can hope for town for the open session, you know. Yeah. And um, but yeah, so lots of stuff to come. Mark your calendars for May 3rd. Um, I think that is probably where I would call it. You know, we'll be back sooner rather than later this time until we do. And again, if you don't like the sound quality, Sound Lord Chad had nothing to do with it. It's not his fault. He hasn't fallen off. He's not losing his skills. Um, we're just in a hurry. We're disorganized. We can't find the answer to our platform problems. And Chad's off being a, a dad rock star. So... We'll still put his links in the episode notes because he's a good shit and we want you to support him. He's turning 40. Give him your money. Um, anyways, um, so until we meet again, as always, take good advice. You probably can't get it from PES Kids or the PTO or Random Acts of Kindness or Andrew Osterman, but perhaps from the blind. Um, in any case, uh, we'll see you soon. And um, yes, again, find, find I don't know where I can tell you where to go. Find some good advice and take it. All right. Have a, have a, this is, this is GoMo tonight with Christy Loretto and Zoe Rodenheim in the Space Lounge. Good night. <laughs>